What is going on, DCUFM? Welcome to the Neil Riley Experience. It has been a hot minute since our last one. Um, through no fault of my own, now, if I'm going to defend myself, there was obviously technical issues with uh, DCUFM in semester one, as well as laziness issues on my behalf in semester one, which made there's, there's a few shows here and, and there that we missed. Then in second semester, uh, there was another issue where I just forgot to apply for the show, so it just didn't exist. But we're back now, and uh, if you've never watched the Neil Experience, it's pretty unique. It's like coke and mentos in your brain, right? It's like t- pins and needles in your fucking spine, brother. And um, this week, I have three new guests. I don't think any of them have been on before. First one is Dylan Mangan, right? Last, uh, last semester, I get last year, Dylan went to uh, run for the SU, and he got the position. But I remember coming up to the, um, the, the, the elections, he said he was worried that he wouldn't get the uh, the position. I was like, well, why are you so worried? And he said, because of the, the business faculty, I don't think I'll get their vote. And I said, ah, yeah, give it a go. You never know what can happen. He went, yeah, but the doors are too small. I said, what the, fuck, what the fuck do you mean the doors are too small? And then I thought, he's actually right. You know, when you come in from near the Terence Larkin building and there's like four doors in a row. <laughs> it's like a wall of doors. It's like some Minecraft house or something that's awful. I thought, well, what seems to be the problem there? And he goes, how am I meant to get my massive head through the campaign? And I thought, <laughs> Yeah. Hey, baby. How you doing, Dylan? Well, go on. I'm, I was really upset when I wasn't asked to be on this beforehand, and I thought we were just going to go through the rest of our friendship without you doing me the the honor and the privilege of having me on NRE. But I'm glad we uh, we've moved past that now, and we can continue our loving relationship into the future. It's been a while. Now we're gonna we're gonna start slagging Stephen now. He's about to join, so That's I'm all right. use for him being late because I do believe we we delayed this half an hour for this chap to show up. Him, Eight minutes late, and he's he's sending Snapchats into the group chat. Yeah, we, we, yeah, Betty, we probably had to wash some dishes. I'd say we should cut him a little bit of slack. No, I say just what? burn him, just burn him alive. <laughs> Washing dishes like they're not gonna be there in, in. Let me in, he says. Okay, here we go. In fairness, Jude washes all my dishes for me these days, so I can't. Oh, there we go. What is that? Oh, Jesus Christ. Life in his toaster. Holy shit. <laughs> 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 is, that, is that the fucking battered mayor? <laughs> what, were you born in a barn, Stephen? Jesus, close the door. Oh, close that door, man. What the fuck? How you doing, Stephen? Good. How are you? That was, this is going to be a long half hour, isn't it? <laughs> 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 what have you been up to, sir? Um, I've been at work. Where do you work? Uh, don't post. Yeah, okay. It's great lockdown for you. So, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so my second guest is Colin McDonald, or sorry, third one, I guess, at this stage is Colin McDonald. Who, if you haven't spoke to him for more than 10 seconds, he has a podcast called In Common <laughs> <laughs> Might as well be in we actually, we, we got rejected from the DCU, DCU FM uh, summer series for being got, too I good. got asked. You got rejected, and I that is embarrassing. I, wish, I wouldn't have said that. We have, we know <laughs> too many listeners already, and they'd feel bad for the other podcasters if people started listening to ours even more. So that's why. 
we um, we didn't apply. True. That was a good comeback, man. That was a good comeback. <laughs> <laughs> How have you been? Uh, I've been great. Yeah, back up in Dublin now, living with these two boyos either side of me. Um, that's if, if people are listening to this on audio, that does not include Stephen. It's Judy. When this comes out, I probably won't live here anymore. Yeah, that's a bit awkward. Actually, I shouldn't have said that. When I'm back up there. Colin won't live here anymore. I'm gonna keep him out. I'm probably <laughs> dead by then. But yeah, back in Dublin, loving life and great to see your face. Same to you. Finally, young Roly smoking more than himself. How you doing? Sup, fella. Well, not too bad. How's the life for the three? Now, Stephen, you're from Dublin, aren't you? Uh, originally, yeah. Oh, sorry, originally. Yeah. Where are you living at the moment? Um, back living in Dublin, Sandy Mount. All right, okay. That's a question, I guess, for the other three fellas. I hope that doesn't come across in okay. the audio, dear listener. He tried audio. Microphone is trying to murder itself on it's this trying to communi- It's trying to communicate with like extraterrestrial. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every so often, it sounds like Neil Riley is deep fat frying his microphone <laughs> for exactly. the rest of us to listen to. Neil, start that question again, brother. And this time, none of the funny business. All right. Um, yeah. So, what's it like moving back up to Dublin in the middle of? Uh, we're not in the middle, I guess. We're kind of like the last half of a pandemic. We hope. At the arse end of it, aren't we? Yeah. Mm, um, well, obviously, Dublin's not as busy as it used to be. So walking down the street, there's still people around, but like it's just not what it was. Um, obviously, going in places is completely different, but that's just the same everywhere. Uh, like When you're in the house, we don't really fucking notice it, do we? Because we're, just, we're with each other. We're just cracking jokes like we used to do back in college. The big thing is just... DCU being the same right now, but I suppose it's summer anyways, so it wouldn't be particularly busy at this time of year, even if we didn't have COVID. Um, it's just good to be back in and amongst regular people again. Uh, yeah, and when he can't be around those, he's around us. So. Yeah. <laughs> I think the most disconcerting thing for me was like moving back up. Within three days, I've got a sore throat, got a temperature, my kidneys are sore. So I ring up D-Doc and he's just like, hey man, you're gonna, get a, gonna have to get a COVID test. Get on the antibiotics. Yesterday I go in, Croke Park, Hambo Alley, get the test, but I'm clean. Got the no test COVID in No COVID, COVID free. My boy beat COVID. Snap, so now, yeah. 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 And I can do that. And I, and I Googled and apparently you can drink on Calvin Penn, so. Cheers. <laughs> Coca-Cola, nothing else, kids. Stay in school. This, uh, this episode is brought to you by Turbo G. I was just about to ask you, Colin, one of the most popular yeah, things I've right? done in, in lockdown is just drink the fucking head of them with cans, right? Oh, so I'm going to go through, I'm going to go through you, Stephen, first, then Dylan, Colin, and young Jude. What has been your lockdown drink? Oh, hang on, me first. Hang on. Mm-hmm. Me. Oh, got some. Got some here. So, uh... My my can of choice of oh, has been a uh, bit of tea. Oh wow! Oh no! Oh, that's way worse. That's way worse. Glasgow's finest. Um, no, I just get up to the microphone now in case you want to just. Oh, oh beautiful! Fantastic! That's not the best sound you've ever heard in your life. Lovely haze. Any hand makes that sound Yeah, but the tenants has a has a it's a particular Scottish twang. It's a bit <laughs> 
It's actually supposed to be drank at room temperature. It just, oh, the flavors yeah. really right. It's like when you open a can of tenants, you can just hear like a slight just, which is like the bagpipes yeah. that yeah, were played yeah, as yeah. it was closed. And they've trapped like yeah. the sand waves yeah. inside. It smells mm -hmm. like haggis when you open that can. That's oh, what absolutely. It smells like. It tastes like rain Pure deep fried Mars bear. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, like, I don't know. I don't really, I, I did a thing for the first few weeks of lockdown where um, you know, I was conscious of the idea. I'm not going to be drinking with my mates anymore. I'm not going to be going into pubs. I'm not going to be going to bars. Like, I'm going to miss, you know, that experience, and I'm going to, you know, have to fulfill that experience somehow by by drinking at home. And I, for the first few weeks at home, I, I did a thing that I never do: bought cans of Guinness. I'd never had a can of Guinness before, and I was drinking cans of Guinness at home. And to be honest, like I'd get like one or two cans deep, and I just wouldn't have the motivation to go any further because, for me, like drinking is like a social thing. So like, I didn't like the idea of, even though if I was on Zoom or even if I was just chilling in my room or whatever, I didn't like the idea of just being this dude sitting at home in his room, just drinking cans by himself. It felt real lonely or something to me. It it's felt so real like, yeah, it's, it's grim. Like, it's a grim thing. Like, so I, I kind of stopped drinking for a long time during lockdown. And like, I'd have like the odd can here or there, like maybe once a week, maybe once every two weeks or something like that. But whenever I did, I'd only have one or I'd only have two or whatever it was. If I was having a can, I'd have it with a meal if I was cooking a meal. So I kind of kind of realized how much of a social thing drinking is for me. And to be honest, if I wasn't seeing people, I probably straight up wouldn't do it. That was a deep fucking answer. Steven just goes, tenants. I would like to also agree with that because when I was back home, like back in Leash, um, for like most of the lockdown, I was drinking like one can a week at like the, the weekly quiz we had. But um, yeah, since I've been back up to Dublin, it's, um, it's been like can central. Yeah, like I do it on Zoom and, and for the first few weeks I was drinking like cans of Guinness on Zoom and then I hated going on Zoom for social activities so I just didn't have an opportunity to drink cans. So like they were kind of like hand in hand with each other. So now I'm like in on Zoom for work and stuff and like still in the back of my head, I'm like, should I be drinking a can of Guinness? Like, what is this? So are you, did you, 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 you probably talk in the, in the can activities? Uh, yeah, I don't think my drinking really subsided at all over lockdown. I think I was probably drinking at the exact same level that I would have been if I was in college. To be honest. Um, Mine skyrocketed. I had more time. Yeah. Um, like obviously the Zoom meeting, the Zoom meetings. And then I was just, I was just having cans with dinner like pretty much every day. So uh, the original question was, what was my drink of choice? Yeah, I'd yeah. say it would probably be uh, a bit of Turbo G. It, it, you know, it's cheap as, cheap as chips. I mean, it, you get, you know, uh, in my local centre, it was eight cans for 11 euro, uh, which you can't really go wrong with. That is, that is uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll give a special shout out, though, a special shout out to Ashley Boylan, who not only bought me Jack Slats, but posted it down to me for my birthday, which I got to enjoy Unfortunately, a day or two after my birthday, but I still got to enjoy some Jack Slats, which was the first time then that I had it in about a month and a half. So a special shout out to that. I got to have Jack Slats over lockdown, which is pretty cool. Nick, I haven't had a can of Slats since March. It's been a minute. Mm. That's, that's a you, sin. You, you uh, developed a taste for red wine, didn't you? Slightly, yeah, but like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, it was kind of out of necessity because we were like... When you live with artistic parents, it's kind of what you get into. Mm -hmm. But I'd say, like, my lockdown drink of choice was, like, nothing in particular. Just, like, literally any conceivable spirit with, like, a heap of anger store of bitters on top of it. 
That's of which it's a cocktail. Yeah. Anything plus Angostura bitters is a cocktail. Yeah, yeah. Bit of ice, some lime. Neil Riley, what were you drinking during lockdown? I discovered Dylan Mangan, this fruity little number of a drink called Lamza. Oh, yes. With a little thing on the L. Yeah, it's slightly more expensive than the average can. Well, I mean, the average can we spend money on, which is, (laughs) I mean, it's probably about regular pricing, if you can suffice that. Um, And they're usually in these bottles, these big glass bottles, very nice. Um, Not quite nice as a can, though. That's why I suggest the bottles. But it's five and a half, no, 5.7%. So it's absolute bang, bang, chicken shit. And... uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's quite tasty. When it's cool, it's absolutely delicious. But um, go ahead if you're not careful. So keep an eye out for that one. Oh, I just blew the fuse in our TV and the TV went off, so you're not on the big screen anymore. Oops. <laughs> I did actually discover this. Like, I was down at Columns, myself and Jack Orman, we were walking along the Keys in Waterford and we needed to buy some cans. We mosey on into Centra and look in the fridge and see that there's like an eight, 0.6% like black can of Carpaki for like oh, yeah, yeah, and mm. lo and behold it tasted like ham it just tasted like cooked ham just <laughs> yeah. a sick taste for a beer as well. and I hadn't eaten that day either so I had a rollie and I had the can and I was just like and then the other day we were, in, work we were going up to Central for cans and uh, we went in and Judah told me this story about the like 8% carapaki that he had. And we went into a shop and we saw a can that was just called 8.6. I remember seeing like that. 8.6% can. And we were like, let's get like one of these each. Let's just get it and just see what it's like. We brought it home. We took our first sips and it tasted like the floor of a junior disco. Like it did not taste good <laughs> at all. It tasted know what that like, tastes like the underside of someone's Dunn's van. I do like, not know what <laughs> That is sick. Yeah. <laughs> I love when it comes to beers like that. The higher the present, the more like Scooby Doo we get, like with Scooby snacks. Mm. Like, <laughs> 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 I'm I'm still on the hunt for uh, super tenants. I don't know if you can get it over over here if it's only in Scotland. But yeah, it's just like, I've really uh, like, heard it on, like, like certain. Yeah, it's like an urban legend, but I'm pretty sure you can get it like in Scotland. It's it's yeah, just another like eight point six percent, just silly amount of alcohol in it. Uh, was listen, if you have a, a source, a plug, if you will, for super tenants, uh, please email Stephen at dcmemphis.com. Yeah, please. Uh, please, for the love of God. Recently, actually, speaking of Lomza, all the boys had, we had, we had a rake of cans of Lomza. And we were in my friend Dara's house, who was a big enough garden. And then a few boys got a bit chatty. And we decided we'd settle this by wrestling on each other, right? Like, full on. Fox catcher stuff, no WWE stuff, like the Olympic shit, you know? And, um, but of course we, we had to be conscious of COVID. So we put on masks while we wrestled, which didn't make any difference. Cause we were, thinking, we were really choking each other, right? Like put the masks, uh, prevented the virus being spread. And, uh, it was complete like baboon behavior. You'd see the shit in the discovery channel when monkeys are fighting over territory, they just go in a circle and whack each other with sticks. And that's basically what we were doing. I was terribly stupid, but it was very fun. And it's definitely my fa- favorite lockdown memory. So I'm wondering, we'll go the opposite way again with Jude first. What's your favorite lockdown memory? I kind of feel bad about saying that this is like my favorite one, but yeah. just like in terms of like hindsight and comedic value of like how it all transpired, 
So myself, Mark, no. and Jack Ormond, we were all down drinking cans with Colm in Waterford. We decide to stay the night, and Jack is like, no, I'm going to go home, and that's fair enough. His parents, he doesn't, they're, they're vulnerable or whatever, so he's going to head home. So myself, Mark, Colm, we head out. He does an episode of the podcast, and Colm's like, why don't we go for a nice little hike? And he points over to this hill, and there's like a big cross on the hill, and he's like, a lot of people are buried on that hill, so let's go and let's check it out. So we said, okay, cool. So we bring a couple of cans and we're heading over and we hop this gate on the way. So I, like, it's a bit of foreshadowing. Mark hops the gate. We all hop the gate. Mark hops the gate. So we reach this second gate, which is to go up to like the actual hill that we're going to climb. And there's a little wall beside it. Me and Colm are headed up to go and open the gate. And Mark thinks we're going to hop it. So he hops the wall. Now the, the wall is like, we're sitting down on a couch. The wall is this high. On the other side of the wall, there's like a tiny little rock with a bit of grass over it. Mark goes to hop the wall. His foot lands on the, on the rock. We, everyone hears a big pop. Oh. And he just literally like ruptures the shit out of his, <laughs> out of his like one of his, one of his two of his three of his ligaments. And he's just like, oh shit, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> and we're just like, oh shit, what just happened here? We, we thought he was milking it turns out the next day that he had like a grade two ligament tear and yeah Colin's mom had to drive him to the hospital and it's pretty funny R.I.P. Mark born out for Mark Moylan one time yeah no, actually, I generally thought I generally thought that he was like milking it and he was just going to be able to walk it I off. knew I knew he wasn't milking it well like as soon as he was like I'm such an idiot because I knew that and he was like yeah. he was kind of compromised Mark actually thinks he's pretty smart so that's how you know yeah you know <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, mom had to come collect us from, like, it was only a 15-minute walk down from my house, but, like, Mark wasn't for moving, so no. we were able to get him down the road a little bit, and then mom came and collected us, and then we put some ice on it, he rested up, but the next day... It we, was still, we still drank, like, like two bottles of wine between us, and we got home, so... Yeah. I mean, that probably helped. It probably, it probably did. Yeah, well, it, it helped, and it didn't help, because he kind of, like, walked up the stairs, which probably didn't do much. Mm. Oh, boy. Um, I'd say my favorite memory actually goes across two days. So it was the day before my birthday. Uh, a good friend of ours, Fiona Oliver, was hosting a quiz on Zoom. Oh, yes. Um, that I was lucky enough to be in participation for. I think me and Mark were the only non-first years in that group yeah. uh, that were invited to play. And me and Jude teamed up and became second. Did we come second? Yeah, we came second, bro. <laughs> yeah, we oh, came okay. second in the quiz. Uh, and then... That the quiz finished, but Jude and Mark, Jude and Mark stayed up to see me into my twenty-first birthday. Oh yeah! Uh, and then the next day, I got to have a Zoom call with uh, with my nearest and dearest, and just got very drunk. I actually created a quiz about myself for my friends to take to see how well they knew me. I actually had so much fun doing that. And that's what we did. Yeah, so we hopped on a Zoom call. I gave them the, the me quiz and then we just spent the rest of the night uh, drinking. Um, and it was as close to a good 21st as I was ever going to get in, in those circumstances. So, uh, but stay tuned because Cans in the Park are coming up. It's coming up. Two more to Um I thought I was under the impression that like, it was like, what's the wildest thing to happen to you? Because I think you phrased it something like that earlier. Um, I suppose it's kind of like one of my favorite memories as well in that like it was probably the most exciting thing to happen to me when we were like in the pits of lockdown. You know what I mean? Not when I was seeing people afterwards or anything like that. 
But when we were in like the absolute pits of lockdown, I didn't leave my house for like a month. Like I genuinely did not go outside. It like it didn't appeal to me. I was freaked out. Like I didn't want to leave. Um, the exception I made to that rule was because Robbie Walsh was living in Dublin. And he was only living like a 10 minute walk away from me. And God bless the poor kid. He wasn't with his, wasn't with his family. You know, he was with his housemates, but he wasn't maybe with his closest friends. And he was turning 21, which is a big deal in any young person's life. So I thought, hey, what am I going to do? I'm going to buy one of my best friends a birthday cake. And I'm going to drop it up to him because, to be honest, I'm a good guy. Uh, so I go and buy him a cake. I go and buy him a bottle of Prosecco. I Robbie Walsh loves a good Prosecco. I go up to his house. I drop it at his door. I come out to the end of the driveway and I'm standing there and he's standing at his door. He's like, oh, lovely wholesome vibes, right? Uh, five minutes later, his neighbor comes to the neighbor's door. And now for anyone who knows Robbie, you know this neighbor that Robbie lived with all through last year is just this, like this dude needs help. Like he's a, he's a strange individual. He's quite abusive to the people who live in the house. He's very homophobic, very questionable thoughts and opinions on stuff that he will scream out his front door at you when you're there. And so he starts screaming at us. And I was kind of getting annoyed because I hadn't seen anyone in a month. And I was only there. And I was at a distance as well. I was only there because it was his 21st birthday. So even if it was a case that you were getting angry at me for going and breaking lockdown, I wasn't really, you know, and I had only done that one thing. So after, you know, five minutes of him shouting at us, we tried to ignore him. I shout back something along the lines of, are you going to stand there all night? And this guy did not like that. And he said, yes, I am going to stand there all night. And so I, we were basically like, I kept trying to ignore him. I'd shout the odd thing over at him because I thought the entire situation was quite funny as well. Robbie did too. And then uh, he was basically shouting a load of really abusive stuff at us. And uh, what it culminated in, I don't know how it came about. And I don't really remember too well. I don't have a good memory on any good day. All right. But this, is, this all happened so fast for me that I remember the word crowbar coming out of his mouth and the word crowbar coming out of my mouth. <laughs> And then next thing I know, he's gone back into his house. And then he's it's like coming. like you asked for it. It pretty much did, I think. Crowbar? And then, <laughs> Crowbar. Don't mind if I do. He goes into his house, he comes back out and uh, marches up his own driveway, comes around the bushes. At this point, Robbie Walsh is screaming at the top of his lungs, very high-pitched screaming, like horror movie type shit. I'm still sitting on the wall down the end like, does he actually have a crowbar? His housemates are rushing to the door. They got camera phones at the ready. I'm about to be a fucking world star hip hop video real soon. And um, he comes up to me, raises the crowbar to my head, and then just like lowers it down real slowly. And he goes, I wouldn't hit you. And I said, I know you wouldn't hit me. You wouldn't dare hit me. And he goes, I would though. And I went, well, I don't think that you did. Meanwhile, Robbie's back inside his house. All they can see is us whispering at each other. He slowly starts backing away. An hour later, there's two Garda vans and a Garda car and around 16 guards because at this point in time, no one else was leaving their house in Dublin. They had nothing to do. And uh, court case pending. See you soon. Oh, really? I don't know. Probably. They were, <laughs> they were very adamant on it at the time, but I, I think they kind of just went, eh, Dylan's lived. So that was probably the most exciting thing that for me. That was pretty exciting. Yeah, that's definitely exciting. It definitely was. I, I kind of knew myself he, he was never going to hit me. You know what I mean? Like, and even if he did, I was kind of like, this is the one thing, and I don't know whether many people's brains think like this, but I was like, this can't be a fat claim. I'm going to get so much money if I get hit over the head. I hope I oh, get hit in the head. Yeah, I knew I would have been wishing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want the money. So. Yeah. You got hit over the head with a crowbar, like. You wouldn't be doing much thinking about a claim. You? <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have much to think about. Like, you'd be fucked. 
I was, yeah, you have a fat bank account, though. I was, <laughs> you pay someone to think for you. Yeah, yeah. I was nearly bonked. It was, yeah, it was bonked. bad. Yeah. Okay, Mr. Hearn. Um, I don't think I really have anything as quite as exciting as that. Um, like during lockdown, I, I basically just like regressed to like my twelve-year-old self, just like sitting home with the cats playing Xbox. Um, but uh, yeah, I do. Um, but uh, yeah, so like after I was like stuck at home, um, basically without leaving the house for probably like five or six weeks at this point. Um, this is when like the I think the like the two-kilometer rule was still in place. So. Um, I was going to get a Chinese, which is like my first, uh, my first time to leave the house, and like I said, for about five or six weeks, and it's just like about maybe five kilometers away. So I was breaking rules. Um, um, this is the opening to Canal Road. Yeah, just about dodge, just about dodge yeah, right? But uh, <laughs> um. Anyway, so I was I was driving to the Chinese, which is in like Monastreven, which is again about five kilometers away from my house. So um, I, I was I knew it was breaking lockdown rules. So I was pure sweating driving there. I was like, you know, in like GTA when you have five stars and you park the car and you just. <laughs> um, so I got there anyway, parked the car, got out, uh, had the mask and gloves on, the whole lot. Um, it was the place was absolutely dead. It was like the the first episode of The Walking Dead. Where like Rick wakes up and you're, you know you're walking through and it's like you know what's going on, um, pure like expecting to go to the Chinese and it's like don't dead open inside. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, I went in and it was just like very strange. Um, went in and I like, got the order. I actually forgot to pay. I had to go back in and pay. Um, but uh, yeah, nothing very exciting. It was just like really weird to be back out in public and like. Oh, wait, hold on, that's crazy. it. I, yeah. I, I, I told you I didn't have any excitement. I didn't get threatened by any weird old men. I thought I, it was like it was quiet, too quiet. Yeah. <laughs> too quiet. Got my Chinese and when drove did home. The aliens come. come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I got home right, and I forgot the prawn crackers. Oh, oh <laughs> no! 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 God! Prawn no! crackers! <laughs> <laughs> That that's made up for the story now. <laughs> that's yeah. really Cheers, lad, for the improvement. <laughs> I am seething with rage. Now that we're over, like, um, what's it the worst of it? I was looking recently, and was, there was days we were getting three hundred cases. That's a lot, lad. Yeah, yeah. Like, Sounds like under ten now, isn't it? Yeah, like that's, well, it was forty today. It's kind of high. <laughs> Never mind. Then I was like the worst part of it. <laughs> Even though I keep saying that, we're we're in general we're kind of we're recovering from it now. I want to know what what you feel like you've learned about perhaps yourself or the world or society or anything like that. Anything you just um, want to take away from it? I I don't think I realise how much I rely on my friends um, for just like mm-hmm. happiness, like. And like obviously we were obvious, we were able to like talk over Zoom and that was grand, but I don't think I appreciated how much I actually like need my friends like in person face to face interaction to keep myself like positive, uh, have a positive mindset on a day to day basis because like I hate being in Waterford at the best of times because it's just a boring place to be. But at least like when it would be the summer in between uh, college years, I'd have that kind of hope that. <laughs> 
<laughs> Fuck's sake, Neil. Um, I, I kind of have that. I, I knew there was a definite date where I was going to be heading back to DCU. <laughs> 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 um, there'd be a definite date where I was heading back to DCU and I knew I was going to be able to see people again. Whereas when, like, when we were at the height of lockdown and we didn't really know what the fuck was going on, it's kind of like, I'm stuck in Waterford now with no kind of clear kind of timeline for when I'm going to be back in Dublin and seeing people. So yeah, I'd say, I'd say the biggest thing I learned about myself is how much I rely on people like, uh, like these dumb fuckers. I'm actually the exact opposite. I realize I hate all my friends. <laughs> uh, I don't like going outside too much. No, I, I'm, I'm like probably the exact same as Colin. Um, yeah, like I suppose it's a good time to like learn about yourself personally, you know, get to get to grips with who you are because a lot of the time you're in your busy day-to-day life, you don't really think about it all that much. Um, I don't like learning about myself. I don't really go in there too much. So I was thinking more in terms of the global world type thing. Um, I was thinking about like how humanity could just very easily be gone any second now. Like that thing, like some, some dude ate a bat and we all nearly died. <laughs> Like, it is crazy, like, how little it takes for us to just no longer be a thing. So, uh, take from that what you will. There's no positive message at the end of that. I just thought it was weird how vulnerable we are, I guess. Now Dylan's off to go eat a bat. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> how good must that bat been, though? Like, you know I what I mean? Enjoy it must that have been a good fucking yeah. Like, I really, I really, you know what? I really hope it somehow gave him, like, bad powers so that DC, DC Universe would have to, like, rewrite Batman and, like, he would actually have some sort of bat powers instead of, like, just having a I just hope, I just hope that, belt that bat was, and like... And a butler that, like, does all of his shit. I hope <laughs> it was, like, better than, like, the best steak you could ever get. I hope it was, like, you know... I hope it. I hope it was like some fine ass cuisine. I hope this motherfucker wasn't just like in a cave, nomming on bat legs. Like I hope just, he went like, and he went. He got put a little bit of garlic butter on it or something. You know, you know what? what I mean? Dylan, I, he probably just microwaved this thing. Hey, nah, it's not hey, worth it. It's you know what they say? You know what they say about bats? Chicken of the cave. Chicken of the cave. <laughs> cats. Chicken of the rail yard. <laughs> Dude, what have you learned? Part, what, what, part I've, learned, I've learned that I. I've learned that I don't need to not see people to get really drunk and fall down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> and like actually, it helps. Don't help me wrong. It helps it a lot of There'll be something to pick you up. But like, I don't need. I don't need other people to like feed my addiction. For peace of mind, in this house, Jude sleeps on the ground floor. Yeah, we don't let him upstairs. No, we've never been upstairs. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, I also have a waterproof mattress protector, and I'll like I'll let you. Decipher that for yourself. Stephen, what have you learned? <laughs> <laughs> um, I definitely agree with Colin. Um, I thought in general I just didn't really like people, but it turns out I kind of do a bit. And, <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, but uh, also, I kind of learned that I'm just terrible for procrastinating. Um, I always like wanted to do more like music and like creative stuff, and I always just kind of told myself like during college just because I didn't have time. But it turns out I'm just really lazy. I so much time uh, during lockdown, and I definitely did more of it than I than I used to. But like, I thought it was gonna be that like Stephen make the album in a year while he was in lockdown, but it was yeah, just like, he realized that he got away because of how lazy he is. That's that's way worse. Yeah, you're denying the people of get talent. Yeah, I know. Wait till um, you hear this one day. jazz core uh, dubstep album. That yeah, like, it'd be like sick, when I die, it'd be like I'll Prince. I have like. Yeah. A vault of a hundred albums that I have 
But uh, we'll get there eventually. Neil Riley, what did you learn, sir? i tell you what I learned. I learned that Americans are absolute fucking idiots. Oh, my <laughs> God. They are so stupid. Like, there's, there's so... Do you, remember, do you remember they had, like, a lockdown and it lasted for three weeks and then... Yeah, like, okay, back to normal. They all gave up. Like, yeah. it's insane. Like, no country has ever collectively decided something as quickly as they did. Like... And for like, the sheer size of it as well. Yeah, yeah. And how, like, it's... Like, like it's each state is essentially like a, a state, country. like it's it's almost like a country. It's yeah. from like Madness. but they all like, and you'd see it, you'd see all over Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. God bless TikTok. You'd see them all talking about we're in lockdown, we're in lockdown, and then literally like a day later, they were all like out and about doing shit. And I was like, where did you go? How did you get there? What the hell? Like it's crazy. And then you can watch, you can watch any piece of media on social media, and you can tell what country it's from because if it's outside, it's probably America. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy. At least we can hope that like Trump won't actually be reelected because now Fox News has actually called him out and said that some of the stuff he said is true. Mm. So I don't know. Hopefully we get, or hopefully they, we. I don't know. I mean, I guess we all kind of should. Well, what specifically tipped you off, uh, Neil Riley, in your oh. in your glorious wisdom that Americans are just uh, not not don't. the brightest? Fucking dumb. Um, the fact that they're protesting not wearing masks is kind of a genius one. <laughs> like, it, just put it on, bro. It's not that hard. Like, it's really just not that hard. Um, the fact that Arizona had thirteen thousand five hundred cases in one day, in one day, uh, they got that many because they're just having grilling well, outs and the stuff. Whole, like that. The whole fucking mask thing. Like, I know there's still people in Ireland that. Like a few. I mean, I, I think I saw a man in your very own. Was it Dundalk. was it Dra- was it or a Dundalk that just refused to wear a mask and started like he thought he was being great filming the driver not letting them on because he wasn't wearing a mask, but instead he was just exposing himself for the dickhead he truly was by not wearing one. But for me, like the Americans, they're just so obsessed with their own personal liberty and freedom. That like they just think that it's their God-given right to be able to do whatever they want. But it's that also it's, when the, once they're told that they should do something and it's going to benefit the greater good, they can't let go of that notion of li- like their own personal liberty. And they're like, fuck, fuck, like fuck it, I don't need to wear a mask. You can't tell me what to do. And like the whole notion of that is just stupid. Yeah, like Florida had more cases, like more people contracted this virus in one singular day than you will meet in. in your entire lifetime and they reopened Disney World. Like yeah. they just opened up a bunch of roller coasters. Like what? What is that conclusion? The, that they like the video they did of um all like the Disney staff like you know welcoming you back but like someone like edited and put like horror music over. Yeah yeah <laughs> it's like some get out type shit. It was weird. Yeah exactly. Another crazy thing is that like the Americans love to like being like, oh, I love my rights and I love to be a free citizen to do what I want and, and, and to have my own personal freedom. But when it comes to black people, they're like, oh, wait, hold on. Let's just <laughs> yeah, die. Yeah. Yeah. You can't have, no. You're just contradicting yourself. Like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, lot, lot to learn over, over quarantine, you know, What's globally, inner, inwardly, spiritually. I feel like if there, wasn't, if there wasn't a pandemic, I don't know if the black the Black Lives like Matter movement or the like revampment of it would have actually been as effective. Yeah. wouldn't have had like as much time to take out of their day to actually pay attention yeah. to something that doesn't. Yeah, them. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and like the, the right, correct amount of people that it angered 
probably wouldn't have gotten so angry. Well, they would, but they would have phrased it in a different way than they did. And within it being framed, like within the pandemic framework, it gave it more spotlight and attention then as well, which is probably a great thing. If you're looking at pros of the coronavirus, I'd say it's probably the greatest you could do, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, Man, coronavirus saved my degree, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot too, yeah. Um, I had nothing to do but work, so shout out, shout out that bat eating that soup. <laughs> 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 okay, so I think we'll, we'll do one more question, will we? I could do one. I could, I could go for one more. I could this go for one more. Nice. This one's nice. It's a positive one. Maybe. Maybe it, it, could, it could be a horny one. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll see about that. Um, once... Lockdown now, it's not even though August 10th is, is the last stage, life won't just be like I'm back to normal, you know, everything's going to take a bit of time. So, what are you looking forward to when everything is mainly back to normal to doing most? I, I can go first on this one, not having to buy food with my fucking alcohol. I'm sorry, I know I'm a big fat drinking legend, but like me and yeah. me and a good friend of mine who's the live studio audience today, Lara, Lara Fagarazzi, we're in, we're in town today. And we got away with she it. Is. Yeah, there she is, right there. <laughs> we got away with it with the first place we went. We went to Mary's Hardware. She's fuming. Yeah. Oh, she's so angry. Uh, we got away with it with the first place. We went to Mary's Hardware. Shout out! Shout out to it. Uh, we didn't have to order any food. Uh, the the whoa! Don't out them like yeah, that. Yeah, we won't check the Whoa! Eat that! Eat that! Eat that! But we didn't. Like the one behind the bar was actually like I. I went up to her was like, "Can I get two points of Heineken?" And she was like. Uh, yeah, no bother. Are you getting any food? And I was like, oh, no, I think we're waiting for people to come. And she just poured the drinks, no bother. And we didn't end up getting food there. Then we went to the living room and we did actually have to order food. And it's been the, it's been the case with a couple of things. And, you know, sometimes you actually are hungry and it's grand, but sometimes you just want to drink a few points and that's it. Um, so I'm most looking forward to that, that rule being revoked. I can completely understand why it's in. You get me. Like, I understand uh, why it's in, but then, like, also the logic is like, what's the difference between a man drinking a pint of Guinness by himself with no food and a man drinking a pint of Guinness by himself with a toasted cheese sandwich? Fucking Healy Ray over here. Listen. Yeah, I, was gonna say, uh, I use Twitter too, yeah, buddy. Like, <laughs> I, I, I understand where it is, but um, like, I was highly inconvenienced by it by the fact that we went swimming one evening uh, in the sea, and uh, you go for a swim, you get quite hungry afterwards. I wanted I wanted a bag of chips, so um, we went to both the chippers in the town, and neither of them were open. It was like ten o'clock, and uh, yeah, real early early for a chipper to close as well. It was disgraceful. Uh, so we had to go into somewhere and sit down and order food, and one of the only places that was open was like this restaurant. So we ordered a pint as well as like chips and i just want the chips but because i was ordering a pint i had to get at least nine euro worth of yeah. food so i had to order three servings of chips in order to get <laughs> one pint and sat there with just chips around me and ate like barely half of one bowl it was ridiculous i love the way you've moved out of the house and you're now living your like eight-year-old dream just three <laughs> yeah Chips. <laughs> it's great, man. I got an ice cream like right after this. It's gonna be dead. <laughs> oh, triple chocolate thunder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 I'm really looking forward oh, sorry, to that. Wasn't your answer, was it? Oh, no, not at all. I don't care about the, about the food situation, realistically. Um, I, I really want to see some live music again. 
uh, I think I'm stealing Jude's answer here a little bit, but uh, we kind of yeah, we kind of came to the same conclusion. Yeah, like it's just like all the festivals you're missing and everything like that. Like like constantly, I'm getting like Snapchat memories and like Instagram memories of like going to stuff like Beat Yard last year as well. Like some just like random things that you just end up going to, like random gigs, like not even the ones that like big artists that you want to see, but just like a gig you don't expect to go to and like experiencing that. Like that's not something you're gonna be able to do for. Like at least all of 2020. Like I don't see there being live music for the rest of 2020, um, and it, it, it's sad. Like and it's a whole industry that are out of work. It's 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 a whole you know portion of your life that you're just not getting to experience. Um, pretty it's pretty glum, man. Not fun. Yeah, I'd say there's so many artists now that were like looking at 2020 to be the year that they made it their full time like career. Oh, this summer definitely could have broke this year. Yeah, that, that, and they're gonna. It's just like hopefully it's just postponed. Hopefully they didn't miss their opportunities or whatever. But yeah, you don't really know it, that kind of thing. Jude, mm-hmm. what's your analysis on the same point? Um, I would have said live music or like something in that vein, but actually, just one of my friends, Alan, recently just moved to Paris, and I was gonna go over and see him this summer. It's actually supposed to go to Melt as well in Berlin, and it was gonna be like a whole trip. So. I'd say probably just that. As soon as France gets a green light, I'll just be over there. I'll be seeing Alan. We'll be going to raves. We'll be drinking wine. We'll be smoking rollies. <laughs> whatever the river is in Paris. Sad. The These guys are very cool. These guys are so cool. We smoke rollies. 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 Yeah, Macaulay smokes them with menthol. <laughs> you know, this is a cool household. Stephen, once a Tweedledee. You want to tell us what you're looking forward to the most? Um, yeah, when things kind of get back to normal, uh, I really want to travel because, um, like, uh, I wasn't even planning and staying in Ireland for the summer. Like, I wanted to do like a, a J one or you know just uh, go to another country or something. But uh, yeah, like back in like January of this year, um, I went to Glasgow. Shout out to tennis. Glasgow. Um, then uh, yeah, I went to Budapest as well. That was fun. Yeah. Yo! Um, and I was like, right, this is class. I'm gonna like try and travel like some at least like <laughs> at least one. Yeah, like ah, oh, fuck. There's like other countries. Um, we but yeah, I wanted to do a personal fridge in our hostel room. It was called yeah because exactly yeah. yeah across from the uh, it'd be real cold and it'd be dangerous. Yeah. go back. Shut up. Jesus. It's pretty fun actually. It's a lovely it's city. A great city. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, I was like, I wanted to kind of travel at least like somewhere like once a month for like the whole of 2020 and then maybe go away for the summer as well. And then it was just like, no. And uh, I'm currently like, I think the furthest from my house I've ever been is like where I am right now this summer. So that was a bit disappointing. But yeah, definitely when things go back to normal, I want to travel. Maybe try for my again. <laughs> 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 it's actually so nice getting the things and just see like PPPP like pass for <laughs> <laughs> Third time's what, are you, Mr. Riley? what are you looking forward to? Uh, well, you see, fucking <laughs> one of the things I had I was going to say, but I realized I'm actually doing it tomorrow, so that's not really going to work out. But I can't wait to go to the cinema again. Like, it's been so oh, yeah. long, getting a big dirty bowl of popcorn, a big, a, a stupidly large Diet Coke, like a fizzy yeah. mess. I'm just watching me take it to the overpriced. That was actually class, man. You're almost dead fitting it. Like, I cannot fucking wait to do that again. It's been too long. I can't even think of the last one of my songs. I was at the Grand Hotel yesterday. 
in True. a lot of because <laughs> you're just throwing that out there. It was tough. He doesn't know who that is, though. I don't know why I looked at Dylan. Um, what's it like, dude? Huh? What's it like going back to the lighthouse? That's how I'm going. Like, it's actually no, it's actually really, really nice. Yeah, like I, you honestly wouldn't know. Like, obviously, they've got all the social distance and measures in place and everything, but you actually wouldn't really have noticed a difference. Like, they've got these kind of new queue barriers or whatever, but it's really chill. You've got like two seats between two seats so it's like two then two so like you'll be sitting by yourself or with one other person i don't think you can go in with like a group mm. um yeah. but it's good no it's really it's like it's really good I, they're not showing anything new i don't think until end of august and then it's yeah. going to be tenant uh, tenant tenant tenet? one of the two not tenant they're going to be showing Stephen or her and drinking 12 cans yeah. of tenants in the space of 45 minutes. It's going to be... Art film, I've made it over like... There's going to be a Q&A directly afterwards with Stephen while he's mm-hmm. still... He will be face down on the mm-hmm. floor. I will be <laughs> like this. It'll be fantastic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anybody has any super tenants, please bring them to the, the showing. Yeah, <laughs> please yeah. do. It'll last way less than 45 minutes. Well, it's been lovely having you, boys. Um, and I see you on Saturday, some of you anyway, um, sure. in the next coming weeks when I move up to the shed. Um, but this has been one of the, probably the last Neil Wright experience. Um, oh, what? what? Hold on. What do you mean? Oh, on the phone. When are we going to be in DCUFM again? Fellas, this is, this, is, this is for you, Neil. That's a Jamison. It's a big bottle of Jamison, just in case. It's a show. <laughs> I'm talking in time Saturday night. Give, give him a sip. Take a little bit there. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thank you for coming, boys. And, Thanks uh, for having us. Thank you, Neil. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. Are you ready for it? This is DCU. FM. Are you ready for it?